Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast, where today we are talking about the season three premiere in broadcast order, The Honking. And joining me as always is my co-host, Alex Kimmons. Alex, how's it going? Hello, it's good. I was thinking about whether season premiere, the season premiere boom of like, oh, this is exciting. It's start of season three. Like this episode's going to be great. But then I realized that like, I don't even know what the deal with season order is. Like this is also maybe just like episode 17 of season two. So I like this episode quite a bit. And I was wondering if this is because I was thinking it's new season three is exciting stuff. And if that's just like a placebo effect of a bit not being actual season three. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think I was coming into this pretty biased already where I almost never watched this one because I don't really like it that much. And then as I was watching it, I was like, it's fine. Yeah, so I don't know. But Alex, how was X-Men that I assume you watched or all of the Oklahoma TV movie? I'm going to have to take the loss on that one. It did not do any Hugh Jackman work (laughs) this past week. I did have a music related event that I went to, um, which is very rare. We went to see the Lord of the Rings in concert last night, which was... uh, very exciting. I don't know if I talked about that last week, but you did. Uh, you had introduced the idea of going as a reason for living in New York. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. So we went. It fulfilled my reason for living in this in this city. And yeah, uh-huh. it was great. Good. You enjoyed yourself. The Are you a big Lord of the Rings fan? Sure. Yeah. I would say, um, big. I would say fan. Do you know the scene? So Gandalf, spoilers, dies. Um, what? <laughs> And then they like run out of the mines of Moria and they're all like sad and cry. Fly you yes. fools. Yes. Fly you fools. The music in that scene, there's like a very high pitched, what I've come to learn as like woman singing, presumably elvish, but like it sounds very like synthy and you like don't even really like know what instrument is going on there. That was by far the like standout moment of the the performance. They had like a full chorus and then they had like a lead soloist and you know, she just started singing these like beautiful angelic um, notes and it was amazing. And I thought about how she can just like make those sounds whenever she could just like be at a bar and be like, (laughs) do you want to hear the sound of Gandalf dying and just like make those sounds? (laughs) How did they do it? Did they like they play the entire movie and then they did play we 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 weren't sure if they were going to do that or not because the movie's like three hours long so we thought it might have just been like here's the soundtrack which is you know maybe an hour and a half long or two hours long mm-hmm. but no they did yeah full movie with the the score on top of it took an intermission because the poor musicians were you know just going at it for <laughs> an hour and 40 minutes <laughs> that's a terrible strain on the animator's wrists yes exactly that's exactly what i was thinking of. wow incredible well that's that's good glad you enjoyed yeah, it so, i remember the harry potter one being pretty good also i think that's what they did too just played the whole movie yeah yeah so very very cool so lover of music alex koontz in the <laughs> god what a transformation and a, you're now a disney adult a music adult <laughs> yeah wow. 2023 it's all happening that's right. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, how was how was your week, Lindsay? Yeah, it was fine. I was just <laughs> saying, I recorded the bird pod last night and Kirsten was like, oh, I feel like I never ask you what's new with you. I was like, it's because nothing changes. It's always yeah. just like, I'm in school and I work and I have this what was podcast. The wackiest thing, what was the wackiest thing that happened? I mean, I guess, I guess recording bird pod is like a quirky, wacky yeah. thing that is happening in your life. Yeah, I spent like all day Saturday cleaning up my old apartment. <laughs> so that wasn't that okay. exciting. I saw two eagles last night. That was pretty Ooh. exciting. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of bird pods. Yeah, I was on my way home and I was like, look at that tree full of crows. And I was like, and oh, those two giant birds. <laughs> and it turns out they were two bald eagles. 
Wow, bald eagles, even up in mm-hmm. Canada, they've they've That's deserted. Right. Yes. <laughs> I think we probably <laughs> I think we have one of the highest density eagle places around, yeah. not too far from here. What's uh, what's your national bird? The loon. Okay, it is the loon. I didn't want to to assume <laughs> because of the loony. Indeed, the loony, and not to be confused yeah. with the Canada goose. Yeah. <laughs> Canada national bird. I'm looking this up. Just gonna look absurd. <laughs> confirmed loon well there's a thing here it's like officially chosen four and a half years ago as the gray jay but i canada has no official bird (laughs) what all right well the gray jay is apparently our actual national bird (laughs) that's nonsense yeah loon is much better um have you played wingspan the board game i have not wingspan is like yeah, it came out like three or four years ago at this point, but it's it's like the new hotness of, of I guess, early 2020 board games. Very popular and it's all very bird related and you get to learn bird facts and play bird cards. And so I'm just imagining. What's your board what game can- update? My board game update is I imported it into Tabletop Simulator, which is like a Steam, like little physics engine that you can like bring custom cards and custom pieces into. And I played digitally with two friends and they both said like yeah this was great we had so much fun we would like totally play it again so i think it's genius i think it's like an amazing game and and i'm gonna uh, be a millionaire (laughs) yeah i think it's gonna work working on the i think i might have talked about this i'm working on the cell sheet which is like the little you know graphic design design one page asset that you're supposed to make to like present it to games and then today during work i was like looking up like how do you go to board game conferences and like show your shit off to people and i did not learn how to do that but i think that that's part of your normal work activities or yes (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh yes Uh, yeah i don't actually know either you didn't figure it out figure out what how do you how to uh, get to a board game conference well i just like don't know if that's actually what you do there like, I don't know what the, like, I, sh- I can get to a board game conference, but then I show up with like my little baggie of, of beads and printed cards. And then I don't know what to do from that point. <laughs> baggie of beads. Yeah, it's uh, right here. Here, we can we'll post this on Twitter. Here's my oh, bag of beads. Oh, incredible. The baggie uh, of beads. Oh, wow. It looks great. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the final version will have a better looking box <laughs> yeah i've i've been i don't even know if beads are the answer or like you know little resource tokens i don't even know if that's the answer because there's a lot of them flying around and it's not mm-hmm. super fun to like let me trade let me like do my accounting of right you know, trading in three <laughs> i'll give you three and then i'll take your five you know all that's no fun <laughs> i have a friend who recently was saying that if you have to be the banker in monopoly then it's like you are allowed to cheat and take additional money because it's like <laughs> yes. your payment for this terrible job. Banker tax. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, Futurama, you said you liked this episode quite a bit. I'm shocked that you didn't like this episode quite a bit. My take on this is that it doesn't make a ton of sense that people turn into cars. And like, yes. <laughs> it would have been better if this was just like werewolf robots or like something other than cars. I'm not a car guy. I don't care about cars. There weren't that many car jokes, I guess, but just like kind of doesn't make a ton of sense. And I would prefer if it was just, yeah, you're Dracula or you're a werewolf or something. But yeah, I think it's fine. I guess the car thing is like, ooh, he turns into this primitive something, something. But yeah, I agree. It doesn't make a ton of sense. And I just feel like it's a little bit like some of its parts, you know, and I think almost because we pointed (laughs) it out last week, I'm like, oh, no, now I'm realizing I'm seeing the gaps, the things that aren't that special. (laughs) 
Yeah, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the, the takeaway of this Futurama podcast is, yeah, that show is not isn't very special. Which is, <laughs> Listen to this show to have Futurama ruined for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I I really like this episode. I thought that it took like bigger genre swings than mm-hmm. it usually does. Of like, yes. we really went to like old timey Transylvania planet or whatever, where it's like mm-hmm. you know, it's just this like little ramshackle village underneath the the shadow of a giant castle and. You know, all of the robots are speaking with silly accents and stuff. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I just find it profoundly unmemorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I liked it. I think, I mean, who knows Who knows what I'll remember from this in five episodes? Like, you know, there's, there's so few episodes that I actually do remember that this might, will probably be one that is lost to you know, by constantly failing memory. But yeah, I think I'll remember it for like, oh, they they took like a big swing at doing like a genre thing of like, we're going to do spooky, spooky Futurama. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. I do think there is something we said for that of like, it's not just planet of the week in the usual way, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. What a hater. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Next week, <laughs> I, I do quite enjoy. <laughs> and, and and also speaking of the placebo effect, I was watching it with like, oh, this is like season three. Let me like look for all of the like new animation that they're doing. And so this is like probably totally inaccurate because it's, <laughs> I, I guess, season two and is the exact same technology. But I was watching it being like, oh, like there's more of these like weird 3D models of the car like that mm-hmm. you'll occasionally get, you know, you'll occasionally see like the spaceship flying off and it is very clearly like a different animation style than some of the other stuff and i felt like I did, we got a lot of that with the car yeah i did not pick up on that so good noticing yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I i pick up on it because it's like it looks like a playstation 2 game where it's like right. oh this looks like simpsons hit and run or whatever right <laughs> yeah i do find myself wondering like what the hell is going on with this broadcast order thing it's so bizarre it's like <laughs> is it season three is it not like what is this yeah. but anyway it's fine it's season yes three. The opening caption is Smellovision users insert nostril tubes now. <laughs> yep. And the Love opening the cartoon, Boop Corner. Boop, there it is. Boop Corner. I have, I should have given more detail on this. I said king getting a massage, but it was in reality, it was like <laughs> a king like getting speared through the chest with like plungers or something. Yeah, well, it's funny that you say that because remember a couple weeks ago we talked about Bold King Cull in Felix the Cat Corner. And how could we, I forget? We talked about how he some ghosts were attacking him and like punishing him <laughs> for his braggadocious ways. Yeah. This is that. <laughs> this is continuing to be punished. Yeah, the king is being speared with plungers. <laughs> okay, so it is plungers. Yeah, I. I no, I'm just quoting you. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, no, my my quote is King is getting a massage, but then I was disappointed with my own note because I got too distracted by the episode starting. Yes, right. Oh, God, that's that's iconic. But yeah, that's what it was. Felix the Cat again. (laughs) (laughs) And so the episode opens up on this robot dying and we need to notify his survivors. And it cuts immediately to Bender being like very excited about something, but it turns out it's unrelated. He's just being very obnoxious. I thought season three placebo of like, oh, this is Bender's big entrance to the season. People have been waiting all year to see Bender. And Bender comes in like yelling his name, being generally obnoxious. Hermes mutes him. Uh, but I was, I was writing this whole narrative in my head of like, oh, people love Bender. He's back, baby. He's back. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not at all. So, yeah, and Hermes mutes him, which I think probably is quite a handy tool to have at your disposal. <laughs> 
Yeah, I like Bender dancing around in the background muted for the next like 15 seconds or so. Yes. And Hermes is distributing mail and he's like, he gives Bender this black bordered envelope, which apparently just universally means that someone has died. <laughs> yeah. Leela gets a, like a magazine from a bulk underpants mailing list. And she says, you buy one pound of underwear and you're on their list forever. <laughs> yeah, I liked that too. It was like the other two got some sort of like sexy underwear catalog or something <laughs> yeah Amy's like the bulk or Lila's the bulk underwear dealership or whatever yeah. I just yeah. love the idea of buying clothes in pounds of buying one <laughs> pound of underwear <laughs> very funny it seems like a lot so it turns out that Bender's uncle Vladimir has died and the funeral will be tomorrow followed by a reading of the will not to the classic question of Lindsay what was your worst Christmas ever but Lindsay have you ever been to a reading of the will or been distributed <laughs> contents from a will no, nothing has ever been bequeathed <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> I mean, so all of my grandparents have passed away at this point. And mm -hmm. if I was bequeathed anything, I'm not aware of that. But I could see, you know, some like jewelry of some sort, like being in a safe deposit box or, you know, something of that nature. <laughs> yes. It's funny because Cam still has like a zillion grandparents left. So they've all done like living bequeathals. <laughs> <laughs> he has all his things already. Li living bequeathals. Wow. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. They're like when they were like downsizing their home or whatever, they're like, yeah. here, take this like old chair. That kind of spoils the death. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like now it's just a death. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's just sad without any of the good yeah. parts. Yeah. Are you looking forward to any bequeathals? Do you have anything good coming to you? Are, do you will you get the farm? Absolutely not. The family joke amongst my parents is that the fortune goes to whoever gets to the wallet first. So it's whatever <laughs> is in their wallet at the time of death. Pretty funny. Yeah. 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 So dark stuff at the old Wilson household. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, maybe uh, maybe Hazel can can comment in on whether uh, whether she's going to be to to the wallet. <laughs> she has a country wide head start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah. So they go to this like Transylvania planet. I didn't write down what it's called, and <laughs> something like that. And. Yeah, the ship gets trapped in like a spooky spider web on its way down. And as you mentioned, all the villagers have that funny way of speaking. They're like, unholy things happen up there. All of us say yeah, that. Some, yeah, some say unholy things happen up there. For example, all of us. All of us say that. Yeah. Like, that's mumbo jumbo. Mumbo? Perhaps. Jumbo? Perhaps not. <laughs> yeah, I love I love all this stuff. It reminds me of the uh, Treehouse of Horror, where everyone's a vampire, where yes. you know Homer is asking the kids if they've washed their necks, and he <laughs> shows the kids his disgusting rag that he used to wash his own neck. So that's a that's a classic segment, and this this reminds me of that. Yeah, that one I was always very scared of when I was a child. <laughs> this is much more palatable. <laughs> yeah, true. It's interesting that it's a werewolf situation and not a vampire situation. That is mm. odd. Yeah. <laughs> didn't think about that till right now um, and i mean it's the same it's the same plot basically if you have to kill the head vampire yeah exactly yeah so no spoilers for trios of horror number four yeah <laughs> i think it's number four yes so they get dropped off for the funeral they have this like little ceremony where he's put in a box that says return to sender on it I very much enjoyed that Vladimir's butler is called you there. <laughs> yes, the butler, you there. 
gets like one twentieth of a pittance or something. Yes, I leave a pittance to be distributed over 20 years, one twentieth of a pittance each. (laughs) This made me think of when you work in tech, occasionally you will get like bonuses in the form of stock options, but it's like... (laughs) Hey, we're giving you 100 stock options that vest over the a period of like 10, you know, like five years or something, which means that this comes out to like maybe $10 a month if you stay at the company for like exactly. four or five years. Yes, that's exactly right. Like one twentieth of a pittance. Oh, that's very good. I'll be thinking of it that way forever. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And to my lazy spoiled son who never learned the value of a dollar, I leave my entire <laughs> fortune. <laughs> Yeah, they're never seen again in this episode. They just, they're only in it for this scene. Yeah, big win for them. I guess we can declare them the winners of the episode right now. That is true. They avoid the whole (laughs) vampire or the whole werewolf thing. They get all the fortune. Yeah, seemingly no downsides. Yeah. Yeah. And Bender receives his castle as long as he's not responsible for his death. So. Yes, and on the condition that Bender spend one night there, mm-hmm. which of course is classic. But my question is, what is this from? Like, Simpsons does this too. Ha- have you ever seen this plot point happen in any media other than Simpsons or Futurama? Yeah, I feel like, I don't know what that's from. I, like, it feels Scooby-Doo? very tropey. Like... <laughs> yeah, it feels very tropey to me to be like, you have to spend one night in the haunted house. Right. But like, what is the origin of that? I have no idea. There's a great Pokemon episode where they're in a haunted house and they have to like, you know, there's like some haunters are involved and ghastlies are involved, but. <laughs> okay, hold on. TVTropes.org. On one condition is the trope. A character learns yep. that a distant relative has passed and bequeathed them a substantial fortune. There is, of course, a catch in the will. The catch is usually the character must spend the night in the deceased and possibly large mansion, which may or may not be haunted. Some some notes on TV tropes. The thing that they need is like, what is the canonical example of this? Because they yeah. describe the trope in great detail. And then they give examples of like 15 folders and subgenres of like fairy tale fan works. The Pokemon that episode seems... that you mentioned. <laughs> oh, look at that. Young Frankenstein, a deleted scene. It can't be that. A Disney Channel movie, R.I.P. Girls, or Rip Girls, oh. I don't know which it is. Maybe it's literature. It says, you know, some Isaac Asimov stuff. Yeah, Three Stooges short. I'm ready to declare this a fake trope. This is not actually <laughs> from anything. We all just, it has it's to be like from a Mandela effect trope. No, it's a Mandela effect trope. We all just think that we know this trope, but it's not from anything. <laughs> it's from everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, there's so many examples on this. But yeah, it should say what the origin is. That's silly. Twilight Zone. But Yeah, and maybe I'm being too restrictive about the trope. Like maybe I should actually read what this trope is discussing. But so many of these are also not the trope that I'm envisioning. Like the Pokemon episode. Okay, I guess it is exactly the, the Pokemon episode is exactly that. The trope. <laughs> but that's why yeah. the Pokemon episode is the canonical example. But like, all right, I guess they are all the real trope. I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, if anyone knows the like true origin of this trope, please write in. Yes, please. Or or their their favorite version of this trope, because again, I'm I'm shocked that Pokemon is actually on here. That's like such a weird thing for me to to know of. But if there are other <laughs> if there are good examples of this trope, let us know. I I do think that one of the things that I noted when I was ruining this episode was I didn't <laughs> love when Bender's like, "Ooh, let's stay there tonight," and then they're like, "On one condition, you must stay there for one night." And he's like, "Oh, there's always a catch." Yeah, you didn't like didn't that. Love that. No. Yeah, I I didn't even that didn't even register for me. I was just pumped up <laughs> to have a night in a spooky castle and have like yes. jokes about spooky things happening. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it is indeed a very spooky castle. There's like motion sensing <laughs> eyes on one of the portraits. They follow you around the room. There's all this creepy laughing happening. And then yeah. Bender is seemingly kind of the only one that's creeped out by this place. Yeah, the another good one is that some binary in blood <laughs> appears on the wall and Bender looks at it and says, oh, that's nothing. And then he looks at it in the mirror and freaks out. <laughs> it's apparently 666 in binary. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And he says at one point they say that the last ghost died out 200 years ago, but robot ghosts are still around. So that's why Bender <laughs> is seeing all this and the ghosts kind of emerge from all the paintings and start chasing him around. Yeah, it's revealed that this is like actually happening, which I I guess I'm of two minds about where it's like, I guess it's good that this is like still in reality. And it's not just a (laughs) Treehouse of Horror episode. I guess you could say that whatever ghosts exist in Futurama. So I'm glad that they don't make it totally absurd of just like ghosts exist. But also they spend a lot of time explaining how these ghosts exist by being like, oh, we're in the graveyard. And there's like, they're being projected through holograms through this like (laughs) thing. And like, that all didn't really work for me. Yeah, they're improperly shielded coffins. They can project themselves as holograms or an old modem or something. Layla's like, it was so obvious. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know why they have that scene. (laughs) No, me either. I did like the line from the professor where he's like, yes, that sequence of words made perfect sense. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I laughed at that because I was like, I was starting to write down those words and being like, this this is not anything. I don't need to write this down. (laughs) It's just nonsense. But Bender at this point gets hit by a car and then it drives off and kind of like rears up on its back wheels and howls. The title of the episode, I guess, is the the honking. Which I guess this is the is it just the honking? Oh, it is the honking, not the honking. <laughs> I guess yeah, the happening did not come out yet. And so I guess this is the the titular honking. Yeah, this was a reference to 1963 film The Haunting, as well as the 1981 werewolf film The Howling. Okay, so there we go. The Howling is is indeed happening. Yes, it is. And so they find Bender's smashed up body in the morning, and everyone just happens to have booze to make him feel better. And he says, somebody tried to run me over, not with a hover car, but with a, round, a car with round rubber feet like a wolf. <laughs> Yeah, which I think this is like when I realized what they were doing of like, oh, this mm-hmm. is werewolf stuff. Because again, the whole car thing just like does not make very much sense. Like I thought, yes. okay, it's just like a demon car or something. <laughs> but at this point, the the werewolf thing kind of comes into focus. Yes. And a good line from Friar, he's like, you've been drinking too much or too little. I forget how it works with you. Yeah. You didn't drink the exact right amount. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so they come back to New York and Bender's having lots of nightmares about cars hitting people. And also I have a note here about Zoidberg being involved with Mary Kay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Zoidberg prescribes makeup to make Bender look better because Bender looks so dis- disheveled. Mm-hmm. He's having terrible dreams and Mary Kay can make your dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And Bender starts kind of piecing this together when there's a hit and run by the robot porno theater. And he's like, I was over there last night. Like whoever ran me down must have followed me. And then he's very concerned that he is going to be attacked again. But then it starts to come together that actually Bender's the one doing this. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of cuts to him. Is this when it cuts to him awakened at the like parking lot? Yeah, so it, there's a car that runs down two guys, and then you see that it kind of looks like Bender, oh, yes. and that's when they say, like, oh, it's probably just a golden marmoset, which really did make me 
Yeah, well, that doesn't sound like a golden marmoset. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he wakes up in the parking lot and he's got transmission fluid everywhere. He's like, where have I been? Like, <laughs> what, what have I been up to? And he's got these fuzzy dice in his chest and Fry's like, oh, you're probably just playing some big fuzzy crabs. Yeah, that was a funny line. And then it also made me upset thinking about when they made it canonical that Han Solo had sentimental dice hanging in the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. It's like, do we need to do that? <laughs> must and we then, and then did we have to have the the prequel movie where we talk about where he got his sentimental dice <laughs> we must <laughs> every yeah. every bit is an incredibly important piece of lore <laughs> yeah yeah so they go to the five cent fortune teller lady yeah. at where is this is it like coney island yeah it just kind of looks like a rundown place where she would find a like fortune teller machine yes exactly and she's like you have nothing to worry about except a nightmarish life of unrelenting horror <laughs> there are a lot of good lines in this now that we're going through it yeah i, I like i can help you but you'll need to pay a terrible cost and that terrible mm-hmm. cost is just like another nickel into the machine yes yes exactly and this is where she reveals that fender is what's called a wear car and the car that ran you down is also a wear car and beamed a virus into you through its demonic headlights <laughs> Yes, they need to, they're planning on hunting down and slaughtering that ancient evil uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And the attacks will get worse and worse until you end up attacking your dearest friend. And this is going to be kind of the central thing for the rest of the episode is that Bender is probably going to try to kill Fry. Yeah, I would say this episode is like less plot and more vibes in terms of like, this is just more about being a spooky story rather yes. than like progressing any sort of like Bender and Fry are friends like this this all feels very tacked on of like who's your actual best friend and like Mm -hmm. there have been episodes that have done like emotional resonance better in terms of like the characters having feelings about each other yes yeah I agree and I mean even this is gonna come out very shortly but Bender the next time he turns into a car he chases down Leela and then Fry's like oh my god how could you you're like a two-timing killmobile but they said it would get worse and worse over time until he eventually killed his best friend. They didn't say that the very <laughs> next kill was going to be his best friend. Yes, a technicality. You're totally right. Yeah. Did you notice that when Bender tries to kill Leela, there is like the exact Bart Simpson moment where he's about to get run over by Snake? No. I, oh, in, in separate vocations? Yes. Yes, exactly. Wow. That moment where he's like, ah, and then it cuts to commercial. And there's a moment of Leela where she does it too. And then it cuts to commercial. You're totally right. I feel like that that commercial break is so gets imprinted in your mind so much because I think it comes back from commercial and replays like the two or three seconds of yes. yelling. But in this case, in the Leela one, it comes back and she's doing something completely different. So yeah, she's like, this like has to in be a crane. Yeah. yeah, yeah, has to be intentional. But yeah, Leela captures Bender with a big piece of machinery and he's just like flailing around up there. Leela lets him down in the morning and Fry is very upset. He's upset that you didn't try to run him over and that, you know, Bender makes some excuse and Fry says that's sweet, sweet words that turn to bitter wax in my ears. <laughs> exactly. I had written down the beginning of nothing but sweet, sweet words. But yeah, that's very funny. So yeah. they go back to vampire land and they're just so over the townspeople where the townspeople try to be like oh they're like we get it it's curse whatever <laughs> yeah they say be careful many robots are stupid and violent 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they go into a garage that they find, like, the tracks lead here. And Fry's like, thanks, Eagle Eye, which unusually critical <laughs> on the part of Fry. Yeah. yeah Seems Fry's, like a better uh, line. Kind of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. But so they find a robot and he's like, no, I'm not the original car. I was given the curse when I was in the Arctic one time. I was attacked by a vicious snowmobile. Yeah, I wrote this down as this was my moment of disassociation while watching this episode where like I stopped paying attention for 15 (laughs) seconds and then all of a sudden we were in the Arctic and I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, so while this is another guy who's like, yeah, I ran over that guy and also my best friend, but I wasn't the original. I actually got it from Calculon. And then it turns out that Calculon is is like 900 years old or something and (laughs) He changes his identity every few decades, and he's been all of the great acting robots and was attacked by the original Werecar. Yes, in 2019. So we were actually past the, the creation of the Werecar. So watch out out there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stuff out there. So yeah, if anyone is living near the automotive lab. <laughs> yes. The car is built out of various evil cars of the past, but I, I thought the best one was the windshield wipers from Knight Rider. And Knight <laughs> Rider wasn't evil, but the windshield wipers were. Yes, exactly. And also it's something from Hitler's car and Charles Manson's van. And yeah. it attacked the Calculon robot arm. I think as a society, we're over Hitler's car appearing in comedies. Mm-hmm. It played a big part in Rat Race. Did you, did you ever no, see that movie? Did not see it. You never saw a rat race. That, that's no, my brother movie. was a big fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you you protested. I don't know. I feel like I just wasn't that into it. I, yeah, just never joined him for that one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I did like that the car place is called Anti Chrysler. <laughs> yeah, I did too. <laughs> yes. So Leela's planning on, they're going to distract the, oh, the car is called Project Satan. <laughs> and they're planning on plugging its exhaust pipe with a silver potato. <laughs> yes, I, I knew that there would have to be like a yeah silver steak or, you know, a very, very in genre way of killing this, this werewolf slash vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things that I read in response to this episode on wikipedia i believe it said something about like the reviewer said essentially it would have been nice if this plot line had been introduced earlier because it's it's a very quick project satan now that's over <laughs> yeah it's fair i mean they they like start tracking down the original werewolf yeah with five minutes left in the show so yeah. i think that's that's a fair criticism yes agreed and so leela offers to put the car out of its misery and he's like what misery i love killing people <laughs> And then Bender also turns into the car and then they're bonding immediately and trying to kill these two. Yeah, a real, what's the daredevil in The Simpsons that goes off the big ramp? Lance Murdoch. Lance Murdoch, really? I don't think so. Okay. No. <laughs> I'll wait. You're totally right. Yeah. <laughs> Lance Murdoch just sounds like, you know, it just sounds like MacGyver or whatever. What's the what's the Simpsons <laughs> MacGyver? I can hear all the old Matlock. people singing. We love you, Matlock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lance Murdoch sounds too much like Matlock. <laughs> no, no, I knew it. Right, well, <laughs> I've never been. I'm more sorry confident. for this. Is why you're. This is why we need you on the Simpsons trivia team. Oh, and we won't I'm listen sorry to for you. Downing you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, I'll bring this energy to trivia night. <laughs> yes, <laughs> blaming and <laughs> <laughs> overconfidence. 
Yeah, but yeah, some some Lance Murdoch ramps in this random uh, Chrysler building. Yes, they jump over a lot of school buses at one point. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And so Bender tries to, <laughs> I have written here, Bender tries to murder Fry, but I apparently typed it wrong. It says Birder. So he's going to mm. Birder Fry. And Fry is very flattered yeah. by this and ends up inside the car. And then Bender's trying to kill him with the steering wheel and the seatbelt and all of these things. Yes, but Fry seems very happy. Fry's okay with all of this. Yes, very happy that Bender has chosen him to kill. And then as they're doing the Lance Murdoch leap, Project Satan mm-hmm. ends up in the furnace and his uninstall program runs and Bender... I thought he had to be in front of the headlights, but apparently not. Or what do you mean? So they were like, oh, he'll beam out the uninstall program oh, from his headlights. And I assumed that he had to be in the right place for that, but apparently it just runs. Just a 360 kind of deal. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Kind of sad we didn't go back to Vampire Land to see, to see everyone else be cured there. Mm, yes, agreed. And also Calculon. <laughs> yeah, and the guy in the Arctic. He cut the guy in the Arctic altogether. Yes, Most I agree. Most useless character of season three so far. Yeah, I also feel like they're trying to do a slightly problematic, like, this is a classic indigenous voice, you know? So, Interesting, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a bit of a stupid joke to end on here where Fry's inside of Bender because he was in the car. And then he's like, oh, I knew you wanted to hurt me. And that's what matters. And he's like, I'll kill you too, Fry or whatever. I think yeah. it's a little stupid. But. I think in talking this through, I think the last act is pretty weak mm-hmm. and like nothing much great is happening there. I really liked the I really still like the vampire slash werewolf planet. And Mm -hmm. all of those folks. But I think you're right that like it kind of runs out of steam. Yeah, no, I think I agree with you. I think the first act is probably the best and it kind of goes downhill as we approach the legend of (laughs) Project Satan. Yeah. Yeah. I've been very interested and invested in the Futurama wiki where last time (laughs) I think we talked about the Fry and Leela, how they're like determined to look for things and, yes. and it was like they somehow managed to get them to sleep together and i was like yes they managed it by like animating it in a anyway. fictional universe yeah <laughs> yeah but here it was like this one i think is particularly egregious in terms of the reach <laughs> and it says upon leaving work for the evening fry and leela part company with no signs of feelings for each other however it is interesting to consider her parting comment which comes in the form of an expression of loneliness it was just such oh an expression God. that led to a near kiss in the titanic and perhaps leela hopes it will happen again wow. get out of here <laughs> wow it's all tied together it's an intricate mm-hmm. web they're weaving Ugh, total nonsense anyway i love so that i love that one of the lists under ongoing themes for this episode is death near destruction and mut- mutilation which Eesh. is a very hardcore list to have on a wikipedia page yeah did it say fry had a near death Fry is trapped in bender's driver's seat when bender transforms bender strangles fry for drinking his last beer Project Satan is melted down in a furnace. I guess that counts as death. I guess so. So there we go. The down the hatch rules. I guess that means Project Satan is the loser of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Anyone that dies. I guess Uncle Vladimir too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I do think that the deadbeat son or whatever seems to be the winner. I think I think that's a great call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would have caught that otherwise. Next week's episode, season three, episode two is called War is the H word. War is the H word. We've already done War of the Worlds, right? Mm-hmm. So it can't be that. Maybe this is like a 
World War One, World War Two, like we're in trenches, we're in like you know space trenches, like mm-hmm. kind of like the equivalent there. So I don't, I don't think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be like a war movie parody and not okay. like a sci-fi war war of the worlds type thing. Okay, all right. Any guesses on who they're in? a war against no i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> all right well you're on the right track anyway right. so yeah alex anything else we need to cover i saw that more folks are we got another star rating at least on oh. itunes which is great so thank you for yes. folks that are continuing to do that we are 39 away from a cameo from welcome to the pot of tomorrow guy <laughs> wow incredible wow i don't think simpsons that now ever got double digit numbers of reviews so yeah. thank you everyone please rate and review yeah. if you have not done so already yeah do that and then write in pot of tomorrow at gmail.com tell us your favorite my uncle died and i have to live in a spooky castle now tell us your favorite <laughs> instance of that of that trope there are many to choose from <laughs> and Lindsay, what what else are you up to you know horse pod bird pod so check yeah. me out over on Awa- Bojack horse awaiting pod. a whale yeah awaiting a whale so i can quit everything honestly <laughs> <laughs> We'll keep this going forever. Yes, you can find me over on Bojack Horsepod talking about Duke and Birdie. We're most of the way through season two. Only like, I think if we continue on this pace, we'll be done Duke and Birdie by the middle of May or something. Man. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll still be going. We'll be in like, maybe we'll be in like post season four stuff, which I think will be interesting to take a look at. Yeah, I looked at our current projection, and if we (laughs) were not to miss a week, we would be done the original run of Futurama by mid-December. Okay, I was way off then. (laughs) (laughs) We have all of season three, all of season four, and all of season five. Oh, I thought it was only season four. Okay. Actually, I think in broadcast order, I think you're right. I think there are only four. Okay, well, next December, Devil's Hands, starring Jeremy. That's right, starring Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly he can perform the whole thing anyway yes all right so with that go find us at all those places alex said and we'll see you next week for war is the h word all right see everyone 